Alright, welcome to the Let It Fly show. I am Michael Severe, joined by Josh Jones. You know him from the Omaha Central Eagles. I was just over there picking there my kid go. up a little while ago. I'm pretty sure that that statue of you, it's still right out front. <laughs> I wish. It's still right out front. I, I wish, I wish. And of course, great Blue Jays <laughs> as well. Yeah. Joining us for the Let It Fly show. We got a good episode for you. Coming up a little bit later, Bill Shireman will join us. You know, I'm going to call him a guard, but my mind, as an old dude, I, six seven's guard, not a yeah, guard. I'm about Swing to say, guy, yeah, it's, forward. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's something in the water. Like back... Um, Five, six years ago, mm-hmm. the kids were taller, bigger, stronger, yeah, yeah. faster. He's like a, he's a guard, man. That's not, what, it is what it at is. Six seven, he can know, play you, the four. You know, Doctor J was six six and a half. Really, Doctor J was tall. You know what's funny? My whole life, I never knew how tall he was. He was six six and a half from the from the University of Massachusetts at six foot six and a okay, half. Yeah. the Doctor Julius. <laughs> this guy is my favorite player of all time. That's what's um, up. Oh, I'm a Sixer fan. I yeah, followed for him. Sure. He used to go to Spectrum's for game. Sure. The guy for Phil. Sure. Phil was the guy on the yeah. PA, and he okay. would do that the exact same yeah. way yeah. every. And then when Moses came right. along. Oh, now, now let me ask you this: the Savior could uh, and Charles Barkley keep uh, Moses Malone name alive? You know, he should. He does. Moses that, that was is truly. Guy. You you ever play? You play play taps? No, you I play taps? So when you play, you know, you play on the in, in the playground. Yeah, you play. You're playing. Like, Maybe three or four guys. Different name. So you got an extra point if you tapped it in the air. Oh yeah. So tap. We call yeah, it taps, right? For sure. yeah, Moses yeah, yeah, yeah. Malone played taps on a consistent basis in the NBA. No doubt. Yeah. He got a rebound yeah. for every shot he he shot. Right. He got a miss, a rebound, yeah. and points. We, we called it twenty-one tip out. Tip out. There you go. Tip. You got yeah. tip out to win it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we played it that way by yeah. ones. Right. But if you got a tip, it was, okay. You got two. All right, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, that's a hood classic. And that was. <laughs> and bro, that was Moses Malone. Yeah. Moses Malone, one of the greatest. Rebound his own shot, guys, in the history of the league. So even better than the round round mound of rebound. Even better than Barkley. Okay. Barkley would have been, I I don't know if we can say the word fat anymore by people, but he would have been fatting out the league if it wouldn't have been for Moses telling him you need to straighten it out. What I was going to ask you was, could Dr. J guard the, back then, could he guard the, the four, three and a four? Being 6'6", he was considered a four. Doc guarded Magic. When they played, like, so Magic, not the game, obviously. In the played finals. Center in, in the, the finals. Not that one, but the two, three times they played okay. in the finals, he guarded Magic a lot of times. Word. And, you know, Magic yeah. was taller than him. Right. And, and more physical And that's than why now um, people talk about, like, if guys like LeBron played back then mm-hmm. and if Jordan played today type yeah. stuff. Yeah, Baylor Shireman's a guard, bro. <laughs> that's what I always <laughs> say to people about that. If so-and-so was playing now, right. they'd have the same nutrition, yeah. the same weightlifting, oh, man. the same all that <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah, right. So imagine Jordan, yeah. how he was already Dang. now with hyperbaric chambers yeah, I know. and psychology I and know. all. He would have been even better. I know. I know, man. So, I mean, give me, give me one. Send LeBron back when they were eating hot dogs and riding on right. coach planes <laughs> and getting on trains to I go know. places. Let's see how you handle it. He spent no. a million on his I, on his physicality, man. Dave Ellis, yeah, the former, um, the former, uh, what do you call it, nutritionist for Nebraska, yeah, right? So he went to go visit. This is years ago. LeBron's people, yeah, and he's like, I can help you guys uh-huh. get him in even better shape. Tell me what he eats, and they ran down what he ate. Wow, and it was not good. Dang. And so Dave said, "Here's my plan," and they said, "Never mind." 
Three years later, they came back to Dave and Damn. said, hey, we're, he's ready now. This must have been after 2011 when he lost to the Mavs. Yes. Yeah, something like yeah, that. After I, J.J. I, Berea. Yeah. Took a, took, yeah, right? Yeah, after right. J.J. Every time somebody <laughs> says LeBron's better than Matt, Michael Jordan, I always go, J.J. Barrera? Right, yeah. J.J. Barrera? <laughs> right. He's one of those guys where if he walked in a general population, oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even recognize no, him, no, bro. No, 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 no. He, he, he'd be like a superhero without his mask on. Uh, <laughs> as you know, the show brought to you by, as always, I'm Omaha. Steaks. steaks. We love them. Man. They do great work. Summertime and they, coming. And they'll be supplying um, the meat and some great food at, of course, the Let It Fly Sports Bar. Yep. Now we know June 15th is the opening Official. day for Let It Fly Sports Bar yep. in the Capital District. That is the day before yep. the beginning of the 2023 yep. College World Series. So yep. be there at B-Square. Chef John said, what do you say about the... Uh uh, you 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 eat a, a like a meat slider and take a shot or something. Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. whiskey slider, whiskey slider. I couldn't think of, yeah. So oh, coming up, man, so this, so so far we've had yeah. in the last month or so with Coach Osborne, yeah, which is a very that was a very solid podcast. That was if fun. you haven't heard that, go back to the Let It Fly show. Of course, we got the website. You can yep. find it on Spotify, Spotify everywhere else. Go back and listen to it. that. Was awesome. Yep. We had the Dotsler's on. That was cool. Josiah too. and Josh, we chatted with them. That was really fun as well. Some good stuff. Yeah. Old memories. Yeah, listen, to you guys talk about high school. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Stuff. Josh is very knowledgeable. He's one of those guys that looks like he either I'm he don't even look like he YouTube he look like he just read books yeah he does he, I <laughs> he actually just, read yeah. books <laughs> he don't listen to no book on tape right he read them yeah. uh, so we chatted with him and then coming up next week so yep. this is Baylor Shyman podcast next week we'll hear from the chef and of course the CEO of Let It Fly yep. Al Lopez will join us as well so we'll find out more you'll find out more about the bar and what we'll make it special and why it's pretty awesome but yep. Today, we're going to talk, I mentioned, we'll talk to Billy Sharman, but I, I thought we should just take a little bit of time and kind of go over what's going on with Creighton and yeah, Nebraska. And sure. I said, we go to Nebraska first only because yeah. they're playing well. I mean, they're hooping, bro. They're in a situation now where, and I know this sounds crazy. Yeah. So, you got two games left as of this taping. Play Michigan State on Tuesday. We're taping this on a Monday. Yep. Then they play Iowa on Sunday. They could finish the season 17 and 15. It's all about getting hot at the right time, man. I know that yeah. they're uh, what twelfth uh, in the in, in the uh, Big Ten, yeah, but they're tied with. But, but the they're real tied team. exactly, and it's yep. one of those things where um, I just don't know if people in that conference tournament want to play them first round. I don't. The way you know, it's funny. We don't talk a lot about defense. Yeah, we rarely ever chat about defense. We right. talk about people's three points and yeah, what they're doing a, from the free throw line. Day and age, man. Yeah, they you play. Know? They will play you and keep the ball in the game in the sixties. Yep, and they'll force you to make shots down the stretch. They're gonna make some little plays. Kesey's gonna hit his three every now and then. Yep, and then all of a sudden, late in the game, you're looking up and you're like, "Oh, we're down four to this yeah. Nebraska team." Right? How are we? Get? And then they end up winning the game. Who did who, 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 who did just play? Um, um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Now, this is funny. Yeah, yeah. We go way back to our first conversations and shows. Mm -hmm. You know who was at the game? Dylan Rayola. Oh, he was. That's I'm right. telling you, yeah, man. Yeah, that's right. Dylan I'm Rayola. You, I feel but his it. dad said, oh, okay, his man. dad said, this is recently, talked to Stephen M. Simple yeah. um, from On Three. He said, listen, he is still going to make his trip to that's Georgia. Cool. Yeah. He's still going to go to Nebraska. He's still going to make his trips. Yep. So there were some rumors out there that he wasn't going to be yeah. making his trip. That's not true. I've been, I've been putting that energy out there. I for know. A long he's going to he's going to go yeah. make his trips. For sure. But no, the Huskers, man, to me, uh, you got a guy like uh, I mean, I call you think LeBron James is father time. Derek Walk, <laughs> Walker been yeah. there since 2019. He's been there for a long time. He's like yeah. the last of that yeah. dynasty group. Remember, man. he transferred yeah. in yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so I mean, sometimes it's hard to get motivated. Yeah. I mean, playing in college, I read an article just kind of about him just being in a slump, uh, just mentally, just thinking yeah. about the COVID year and. 
talking about purpose and thinking about um, after college and things like that. Yeah. I think now he snapped out of it. He's going to play balls to the wall, you know, and do whatever he got to do to try to get a win. So Nebraska's scary. They've been mm-hmm. hooping. they on that winning streak. They got Michigan State. Michigan State's going to be on Tuesday. This will probably drop on Tuesday. Yeah. It'll be home game. It's senior day. You know. I know how that is. The emotions is. of senior day yeah. um, and having a chance to be able to do something you haven't done in a long time. Right. It's going to be emotional in that building. And, yeah. and the building's always loud. For sure. It's going to be really loud. Oh, man. It's yeah. going to be a good one. So four in a row they won. Yep. Wisconsin, Rutgers, Maryland, and Minnesota. 11-3 and three at home. Yep. So you feel pretty good about the game on Tuesday. Here's where they've turned things around. So effective field goal percentage, okay, yeah. effective field goal percentage. That's taken out a lot of the issues you have with turnovers and some other things. Right. They are 55% right now from oh, the man. floor. Oh, man, yeah. They were 51 just two weeks ago. Man. Tomonaga was averaging two, 12 and a half points a game. Yeah. Right? In February, 21.6. Yeah, man. I, I think what that 30-point game kind of like. Got him going. Yeah, that, that, that basket's like a hula hoop now for him. It was kind of cool, too. I, I've also seen that his family traveled 6,000 miles to come watch him. Yep. You know, I feel like he's always – I don't even think he's had an underdog mentality. I think if you actually look into his life, he was like destined to play basketball. Oh, yeah. His yeah. dad being a, a footer. Mm-hmm. Playing professional basketball himself. I mean, it's just all, it's odd yeah. when you're, you know, um, minority is not even the right word talking about this, but like, it's not that many Japanese basketball players dominating like that. At oh, all, not, not that this I country. can think yeah, of. Not, not in this, this country. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not in this country. Yeah. For him to do what he was doing, mm-hmm. uh, initially, I bet when everybody watched him, even myself, I just kind of, I knew he can shoot, but just wanted to see. You know what he can do? I thought he'd play a role, but now nah, he's one of the leaders on the team. I thought he was honestly overhyped. Man. That happens a lot of times he when can you shoot come it. from overseas and they're yeah. like, well, he's the Japanese Steph Curry or whatever. And you're like, yeah. whatever. Nah, he and he struggled so much. And he really, and now the back cuts to the yeah. basket. He's playing yeah. a little better defense. Yeah, he's, he's kind of um, like, it's like he's got a rhythm in that offense. Yeah. And it's confidence, you know. Yeah, and for sure. So he is going to walk. He's yep. only a junior, but he's been in, in school long enough to graduate. Right. So he's going to walk. Right. In the home game against Michigan State, because his parents are in town, you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean he's gone. Right. He could he could stay. Yeah. Here's the problem, You know what would be funny? What if, what if he transferred like everybody else in the portal? Well, see, what he, <laughs> here's the problem with him is that he can't get NIL right now. Uh, because it's set up to where the foreign okay. players can't get NIL. So uh, his best bet would go play pro basketball in Japan and true. make millions of dollars. That is true. Now, he may love it here yeah. and is having a good time. Right. And maybe he stays because of that, but he's going to walk yeah. on senior day, and so that's going to be huge for him. Here, here's the thing. I'm going to ask you this. Yep. All right, so they have not made the NIT, or postseason, of course, since 1819. Since 2018, 2019, they've not made it. The NIT. The NIT. Any, right. any postseason they haven't played, the NIT was the last time they were in postseason. Right. Last time they made the NCAAs was 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. Best guess for you. They're 15 and 14 right now. You know they play. They play Michigan State at home. Yep. And then they go and play Iowa. Let me give you this about Iowa. Okay. Iowa's 14 and 2 at home. Dang. They're really good at home. Um, do they lose both in 15 and 16? Do they win both, finish 17 and 14? Or do they split and win 16? They go 16 and 15? Good question. I think they split and they do the impossible and beat Iowa. Oh, so you think they lose to Michigan State? Yeah. Go to Iowa, beat Iowa. Yes. 16 and 15. The reason why I huh. think that is because, um, for me, I think from what Michigan State just went through recently, you know, it's kind of like an a, a extra sense of motivation to play for. Sure. And then the Iowa game they were in. Yeah. In the Iowa game, they got their huge lead. Yeah. They blow the lead. Yeah. Down the stretch, you know, man, you up yeah. three. Right. Less than five seconds. You got to follow it, dude. Right. Make him go to the free throw exactly. line. Make one miss, whatever. 
and they didn't, Iowa ran a great play. Then you go to overtime, you get blown out in overtime. Yeah. So Michigan State's coming in with a chip on their shoulder. So That's what I'm right. trying to say. Maybe That's right. the only Maybe reason right. why. Other Maybe than right. that, yeah. I think they uh, – <laughs> I just kind of feel like it can go 0-2. Because sometimes if you lose that first one, it's hard yeah. to build that momentum on sure. the second one where you assume to lose anyway. They have a chance. Now they're gonna If they finish and play again on Wednesday, which yeah. they've done a lot. Um, the last time they didn't play on Wednesday was that 18-19 year. Yep. So they've played every year since then, obviously. you know They've had good players that whole time, though. They've, like, you had a, Isaiah Roby. You had, a, mm-hmm. you had guys who, who were playing in the league. Yeah, right, but right. as a team, yeah. nah, man. They'll probably play, no matter what happens, they'll probably be stuck in that bottom four. So they'll probably play Ohio State or Minnesota. Yeah. Teams they could beat. Yeah. So if they do split, go 16, 17 and 15 in the regular, 16 and 15 in the regular season, yeah. get the one win and the one loss, that would mean 17 and 16. Yep. That's probably an NIT birth. I know, bro. Right? Let me ask you this. Also, as we're talking about NIT birth, yeah. Nebraska has not even considered being a sister school to Creighton when it comes to in to to local, you know, so like uh, a little the, brother, you're saying? Yeah, little brother. Yeah, sorry. Little brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a little brother. Yeah. So, yeah. So with that being said, um, is Coach Hoiberg finally turning it around? Where, where do they go from here, I despite don't know. how this season goes? I think it's I been think, pretty interesting. I think he comes back for sure. Yeah. Um, because of what happened in the second half. But this is a team that at one point lost like 35% of their starters yeah. with injuries. Yeah. He's playing his son, who's a walk on, Sam Hoiberg. Uh, he's playing a true freshman in Lawrence who he didn't expect to play at all. Right. Yeah, guys playing all kind of crazy minutes. Right. So what he's done is, is pretty amazing. But at the same time, I think they're – I saw this – Lee Barfnick, former Omaha World Herald guy who covered Huskers forever. Okay. I think he said they've lost 11 or 12 games by double figures ah. this season. So, so and we're, some we're, of them by, like, more than 20. So we're really doing moral victories with the top performers and things like that yeah. versus Finishes, seeing objectivity. Still finishing yeah. 11, 12, Excuse 13, 14. Yeah. Finishing 11 or 12, still not great. Yeah. But it is the Big Ten. I mean, honestly, we've always talked about this. People – that talk about the Big Ten. If you can finish in the top eight, yeah. you're doing incredibly. No, for sure. Big Ten is tough. Yeah. Now, he has a chance. They, if they win both these games, I know yeah. it's it's a, probably not going to happen. They win both the games. They get one win in the in the tournament, in the Big Ten tournament. That's 20 wins. That's big time. That's crazy to think I know, about. I know. You think about it. Based off of the, what this team was. I know. So, yeah. if, if that happens, I, mean, I think he's back anyway. Yeah. But if they could get some out of 20 wins, that'd be yeah. nice, man. Right. Um, on the other hand, of course, obviously, there's Creighton. And we'll talk to Billy Shireman coming up. But yep. they're in a situation now where they got, you know, the game against Georgetown coming up. Then they got the game against DePaul. They've dropped two in a row. Villanova shot. 40 from 40% from three, yeah. 50 from the floor, and 80% from free throw, 16 to 20. Yeah. That's perfect basketball. If you're 40, 50, and 80, right. that's really good. 100%. I think also that is kind of credited to um, Dixon um, smelling blood. Early, I feel like everybody early. who played against Cockburn to try to give them their best. Well, yeah, because he, people you talked know? about him as the preseason player of the for year. Sure. And you see that. Yeah, you're like, well, I'm I better than so, him. Yeah. And, yeah. For sure. And so for me, I think. Uh, even outside of a per- perfect shooting night, uh, some of the notes I put here. Yeah. Um, you had Eric Dixon with that 31 6 threes. Obviously, I just talked about that. Yep. But with Justin Moore coming back, yeah, was, I think yeah. this is their time to make a run. I feel like they got to get to the title game if they want to get a uh, NCAA tournament. They birth. have to win it. They got to, yeah. They got to win it. They got to do something like that. They got to do like Georgetown did yeah, a couple years ago. Exactly. Other than that, man, yeah. I. Um, I think it is good. It shows that there's a toss-up of anybody could win the Big East tournament. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, 
I still think UConn got the highest ceiling. Oh, I agree with you. I think so. Yeah, I, with Villanova fully healthy. Yeah. And, well, hey, look how good Marquette looked. I know. That game, by the way, and I know it came down to some questionable calls by the referee. Right. That game was one that was fun to watch. Yeah, it was. Because it was well played. It wasn't bogged down with foul calls. It was. It was fun yeah. to watch. Um, obviously, Creighton could have won the game. Yep. They got the play on the outbound play where it's grabbed before the ball's thrown yeah. in, but not after. He called the grab of the arm, which yeah. didn't happen. Man. So people were upset about that. And then, so that's a chance of Creighton having the ball and a chance to win, opposed right. to Marquette going on to shoot free throws. Yeah. So I, I, look, I look at them. You beat Georgetown, you beat DePaul. Yep. It looks like you're probably going to play UConn. Here's the crazy thing. So the last two years, mm-hmm. Creighton's lost in the finals. Mm-hmm. Year before that, there was none because of 2020. Right. Two years before that, both those two years, Probably. they lost in the quarters. Both those years, the four or five games. Oh, wow. Lost to Providence and Xavier. Yeah, exactly. But then the year before that, yeah. played in the finals. Uh-huh. So they've either gone to the finals yep. or got knocked out in their first game. Yeah. It's going back to 2016. I just think that um, like the, team, the top teams are starting to get hot when it's supposed to be hot, too. Sure. For the tournament time. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, not even thinking forward towards the actual NCAA tournament. Yeah. Like I said, uh, Justin Moore coming back for Villanova. They're playing well now. It's a big win for them. Creighton is really good, despite of the roller coaster that they've yeah, been on. Yeah, you know, yeah. but like, and they'll probably get the at large bid at the tournament if they. They're, yeah, they're right they're now. They're a five or six seed. Exactly. They're a five seed right now. Yeah, everybody yeah. else is trying to put themselves in the position to get there, yeah. too, regardless. I don't, I think maybe, obviously, Marquette uh, and. I uh, want to say, what is it, uh, Providence or Xavier? Xavier. Yeah, Xavier are thinking towards winning it all. Sure. But everybody else is trying to just play their best basketball to get mm-hmm. a bid. Remember Vegas, we yeah. talked about a lot. Only five points from the bench in that Villanova game. Yeah. And Baylor, who we'll talk to in a little while, Nimhart and Trey, seven of 24 from the field. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you, you're you not going to expect all three of those guys to struggle. <laughs> exactly. That doesn't happen. So, you have if you have Cock playing well and you have Kaluma playing well, one of those other three, you're only going to play well. Yep. They struggle a little bit together, so that's not how it happens. Yeah, exactly. Coming up on the show, we will talk to guard. Guard. Six foot seven six, guard. Six, I'm telling seven you, I'm an is old a guard man. nowadays. He's too tall for guard. We'll talk to <laughs> Baylor Shireman when we come back here on the Let It Fly show. All right, we're joined by Creighton guard, Baylor Shireman. I still have a problem saying guard because you're too tall to be a guard from yeah, when I was growing up. We had this whole conversation <laughs> about, like, is six six and, um, and above – can you consider yourself a guard? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's 2023. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. The majority of the yeah, guards are six. Exactly. <laughs> I told him Dr. J is six, six and a half. And he was, he was playing small that's forward. That's a while ago. That was a yeah, while that's ago. Right. That's, when I was, that's when I was growing up. Yeah. Uh, of course, South Dakota State transfer, Aurora grad, uh, a guy who I had many arguments with Mike Sauter over whether or not he should play football or basketball. Yeah. Was it a decision? I mean, you almost threw for 4,000 yards, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not really. I mean, it was already like later on and I already committed for basketball. So like, it was never really in the back of my mind that I was ever going to, you know, play football, but, uh, I definitely loved it and, you know, miss it, but, uh, it was always basketball for me. If they'd offered you a scholarly, if Nebraska would offered you a scholarship to play football at Nebraska. That's a big if. I know yeah, it's an ifs and buts are candy and nuts. They're not but offering nobody. If, they, was, <laughs> if they would have, no. if they would have, would it have been a decision? Yeah, I probably would have thought about it. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. A little bit more. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But. What was it like for you uh, growing up? I mean, to know that you played football and also hoop too. You played everything. Yeah, like, <laughs> like how'd you um, – How'd you decide, like, you know what, I want to do my thing in basketball? Yeah, um, well, basketball was kind of, like, always my first love, um, you know, growing up. Like, that's the first thing that, that I 
always did. And yeah. uh, I didn't really play organized football until middle school, so oh, okay. I didn't really pick that up till later. Yeah. Um, I just always played like a recess, but nothing really serious. And basketball, I, I, I started playing travel when I was like four. So oh, okay. it's kind of always been my first love. So um, it it's always been like the decision for me. Yeah. What was it like uh, for your parents getting you around growing up? You played everything. Yeah. What, was, what was that like? Um, Were you guys ever sitting at home on a weekend? No, no, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, the fall was probably the the the, the least amount of busy, just because you know I didn't play football or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, summer or uh, winter basketball, you know, when your little travel basketball started in November and went mm-hmm. all the way till March, and then um, right when that was done, I played travel baseball, and that started yeah. March and went all the way till July. So, mm. um, yeah, there was not a lot of times, you know, I, I spent at home on the weekends for sure. Yeah, what about, like, so you get to high school, obviously you're doing two sports, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, When did you, like, what was recruiting like for you? I mean, mean, we haven't even got dived in and talked about South Dakota State, you know. Uh, Like, what was that process like? Like, kind of talk about your freshman year all the way up to just the four years of high school in the summer to understand, like, how did you end up going to South Dakota State? Yeah, so, I mean, I dropped baseball. Um, obviously, in high school, we didn't have a baseball team, so I couldn't yeah. play it in the summer because I played, you know, travel basketball. Oh, okay. And uh, honestly, like, my first two years of, like, travel basketball in the summer, like, I mean, I was traveling and stuff, but, like, there wasn't, like, a lot of recruitment. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, freshman, my freshman year, I was only, like, 5'9", 120 pounds. Word. So, like, I was, I was a small guy just running around shooting deep threes. Mm. Um, and then sophomore year, I grew a little bit more, and it was a little better, but I think uh, – my recruitment kind of took off um, the summer going into my junior year. Um, you know, I got asked to play for uh, OSA. Yeah, um, Crusaders. Yeah, Crusaders. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that was our first year in the Adidas Gauntlet. Yeah. And so, um, obviously, playing in that, you know, gained a lot of exposure. Yeah. And, you know, after that summer, that's when, uh, you know, South Dakota State, you know, came around. And a lot of the summer league schools were coming around, yeah. you know, um, recruiting me. Um, and I ended up committing, you know, the – the fall of my junior year to South Dakota State mm. um, and so then like the next year I played AU again but it, it was kind of just yeah for sure yeah yeah just hooping knew, I already knew where I was going so um, that was kind of how it was throughout okay. high school was it late I, interest from Nebraska or Creighton no, no, Omaha. No, uh, Omaha, Omaha. You know they they were heavy on me. You know before I committed, but once right. I committed, you know all the summer league schools kind of fell off. But there was there was never really any interest from Nebraska or um, Creighton you know, coming out of high school. Was yeah. there a chip because of that for you? Um, I w- I would say gotta so. be, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, gotta be. Being, being from Nebraska, you know, yeah. you either want to play at one of the two schools, and obviously, um, they didn't think I was good enough then, and then. Um, so it's humbling to be able to come back now and obviously play for him and, you know, kind of proved him wrong in a sense. So, uh, but there was definitely a chip. That's sure. big time. Let yeah. me, so I, I had to take notes on these. So Arkansas, yeah. Clemson, Creighton, yeah. Duke, Duke, Kansas, Kansas. Yeah. Kentucky, yeah. Mississippi State, Nebraska, yeah. Texas, Wake Forest. Or the NBA draft. <laughs> yeah. Why Creighton? Um, well, just the, the culture they have was very similar to, you know, where I came from, South Dakota State, and obviously, um, you know, the style of play I thought really fit, you know, how I played and um, thought I could really excel here, and, and ultimately, you know, I wanted to play on a bigger stage, um, try to, you know, showcase my abilities, and ultimately just help Creighton win, and, For sure. and if I could help them win, I, I felt like it would benefit me as well, and then also, you know, being from being yeah. from Nebraska was a big deal too. Being able to come home, um, you know, the family, friends get to watch you play. I got a younger brother. I get to go, you know, watch him do a lot of his things this year. So um, all those played a factor in, in, in yeah. season. Yeah. Did you do any uh, like visits to any of those schools? I name? 
Uh, no, I wasn't able to uh, do any visits because I was, you know, training for the NBA draft. So a lot of it, um, they came and saw me where I was training, which I was in Atlanta training. So uh, um, a lot of the schools came and visited. He's me. trying to get up out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Respect, bro. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. So uh, yeah. a lot of schools came and visited me where I was training. At, That's so, good. Yeah. 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 What was what did they tell you from the NBA? What did they say? Things that part of your game they wanted you to work on? Um, well, I mean, a lot of it was just they wanted to see me play against better competition. Yeah, which was sure. really just the biggest thing. Obviously, you know, no knock on the Summit League, but you know, you're not playing against the, the best yeah. athletes or, sure. or guys. You end up like Mike Dom. Yeah, yeah, 100. percent He was dominating. No, he Dude, was dominating. Score, boy. Yeah, exactly. Goodness. But um, they they want to see me play against you know higher level competition and yeah. see if my game would translate. Um, so yeah, that was, that was okay. The thing. So, yeah, so you end up coming to Creighton. Uh, what is it like? What's some of your favorite things? You know, and 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 it's us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, it's it's real loose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just what are some of your favorite things? Just about playing for Creighton. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously the crowd is one, yeah. but like, um, like what what you love? What do you love about playing? Oh, I just love playing in general. You know, basketball wise. You know, it doesn't really matter. But specifically for Creighton, I mean, like. I just love playing for Coach Mack, you know, to be honest. Like, he's, he's, he's like, one of the best coaches I've ever, you know, played for. Man, you know, his his, um, his coaching strategy and just the way he coaches, you know, he's always calm. And, mm -hmm. you know, he never really loses his cool on for and for me, just for a player in general. Seeing that at, a, at your head coach, you know, it, it trickles down um, to you, you know, when, when things are not going well or things are going well, you know, you still have to stay, you know, even-keeled. And so yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, that I enjoy the most is just playing for Coach Mack. Yeah, I want to go back to South Dakota State. Um, was there a moment that you remember where, or a game or practice where you said to yourself, okay, I can do this? I can do this at a high level? I can be one of the best players in the Summit League? Yeah, because you're coming from South Dakota State. <laughs> yeah. So people looking like, ah. No, I mean, your freshman year, I know you, you weren't. You know? No, 100%. And that's, that's yeah, my freshman year, I struggled. You yes. know, I, I mean, I, I was able to play, you know, a good amount with six man, played 20 minutes, but um, I really struggled mentally, you know, that year. And um, I think it was my sophomore year. Um, I want to say, like, just like the first, like, obviously it was the COVID year, but like the first stretch of games, um, for me, like the first five games, I think the sophomore year, that's when I was really like, yeah. like I could really do this because I, I started off really hot. You know, we played West Virginia first game, and I, and I had a great game. We ended up losing, but then the next game I had a career high, mm -hmm. um, and it kind of just continued to snowball, and my confidence grew, and I was just like, I, I could really do this, and, and yeah, now I'm here. Now, this is a um – I'm a swag and a chip guy. Yeah. You know, I feel like like Dion say, if you how do you say it? If you if you uh if you look good. Yeah. Oh yeah, you play you know, good, yeah. You yeah, play yeah. good, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, all that yeah, type yeah. of stuff. And then you get paid. How yeah. you end up with how you end up with fifty five, bro? Like, I mean you you making the number, yeah. like it's you. Yeah. But how? Uh he was three at South Dakota. I was State. three and obviously can't can't be three here with, <laughs> Who, with, with Doug with Doug McBuster. Doug. Oh cool. yeah. <laughs> so they wouldn't let me be three, obviously. Yeah, so or then, else you would have took that. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Okay. Um but uh I, I liked white chocolate, you know, Jason Williams. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah you I got like, it. You I got like, the he, swag, yeah. yeah. He was like, and, then, and then my dad also wore 55 as For well sure. nice. when he played in college. So, uh, All right, where'd your dad go to school? Uh, he played at Hastings College. Oh, okay. So, and I, but, yeah, so that that's how I got 55. You know, uh, Tom Osborne played. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was good. Yeah. I looked at his stats. He yeah. had like 20 a game. Yeah. And football, basketball, and baseball. He yeah. played three, three, four guys. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was a heck of an athlete. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what's up. Was there a big – was there something when you got to Creighton that you had to, like, get over? Because uh, it's, it's new coach, yeah, new players, yeah. new teammates, new yeah. scheme. Was there yeah. something you had to get over before you felt comfortable? Uh, not really. I mean, I just think, like, the biggest adjustment was just, like, 
playing with high level players, obviously, mm. you know, mm -hmm. um, a lot of high level guys, NBA caliber type guys. And so just playing with them, you know, just, just the chemistry, you know, which took some time to, to grow, but mm -hmm. I think that was probably just the biggest thing. Really. So easy transition. Yeah, I, I thought it was fairly yeah. easy to be completely yeah, honest. I think that's why being portal, six, six. Six, seven, yeah. Six, seven. See, that's, that's the portal thing, right? Yeah. I, you understand so, yeah. why people are going to invest. They know you've already cut your teeth. Yeah. You've already learned what you need to do. Yeah. You come here and yeah. it's easy for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Like you said, it's like a lot of people enter the transfer portal for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And you know, I didn't leave South Dakota state cause I hated it or I wasn't right. playing or what. No, you're you just know, trying to make it. Yeah, exactly. I feel you. Exactly. Yeah, so. no, yeah, that's cool. And do you still keep contact with your uh, old coaches, players and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, the players more than the coaches, obviously, sure. but I uh, still check in every once in a while, but I'm definitely um, still in contact with, yeah. with my guys there. What it's, about, no, go sorry. Ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. Got it. I would say it's not your, it's not, I'm going to say it's not your shot cause I've seen your I know how good it is. Yeah. But 8 of 35, yeah. those last four games, are you seeing something on tape? Are you rushing it? What, what's the deal? <laughs> no, nah, nah, it's just not going in, man. It's simple. It, it's simple. Yeah. Like, I don't think about think about it that much, to be completely honest with you. Uh, you know, I say it all the time. You know, Steph Curry has slumps where he, you know, doesn't shoot great. Sure. Yeah. I'm saying, and they're the greatest shooters ever. So, right. um, obviously, it hasn't been going in the last three, four games. But, uh, you know, the coaches have confidence in me. Um, you know, I have confidence in my preparation. Um, that I put in before the games, so um, I'm, I'm not really thinking about it. Yeah, um, you so. know what's crazy shoot for shoot. me? Yeah. Like, when I used to play, like, if I can go back now, I would watch all the film with Coach Mack when I played, because uh, what y'all do now yeah. was me. Yeah, I was the only one on the team shooting them unconscious shots, yeah. and he used to give me them looks, like, yeah. I don't shoot that. <laughs> yeah. But it, but we have evolved so much, yeah. man. I'm just happy to see the game move forward, yes, you sir. know? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and, and just speaking about the game, all the college basketballs you play. Let's go back to high school first and then talk about college. Mm. Who's the toughest person you ever played against? Who in, was your high school? In high school first. Fierce competitor. Oh, in AAU, I mean, we played against some high-level guys. I mean, played against uh, Jalen Green. Yep. Oh, was, yeah. And then we played against the Mobley brothers. Played against Evan Mobley. He was Damn, good. So long. Yeah. So uh, those probably two two. Yeah. Two best guys now, what about in college? Um, like, since you're now um, at Creighton or whatever, in the Big East Conference, night in, night out, who, who, who you get flowers to from another team that just bring it every time you've played against them? Um, probably Devin Carter from Providence. Yeah, he's tough. Yeah, he's tough. Brings yeah. it. He's tough. He plays tough. You know, he's he's tough matchup. Um, um, plays the game the right way. Yeah. And so – I'd say him. Probably. Yeah, sometimes for me it's good to ask those type of questions because, yeah. um, you know, you as a as a fan or a spectator, you kind of see other players, you know, doing things, but you want to hear from the players oh, how yeah. they actually feel about. Do they see or think what we think too? You right. know, so it's good yes, to sir. give respect. We'll give like respect that. too. How do you decide? Yeah. Uh, color of or headband or no headband? How do you how do you make <laughs> it's like a decision? little phenomenon, well, I, bro? I used <laughs> I used to wear like whatever jersey color we were wearing. I wore that headband, but here, okay. here they just give me the blue one every time, so sure. I just wore the blue one every time. Okay. Um, in the last couple of games, I hadn't worn it because I got a haircut, so I had to show off the fade. Yeah, you know what's you know weird? What People were like, "That was like a thing." It's like Baylor Sharman got a haircut. Yeah. Like you got a fan club. Well, if you're bro. in a little bit of a no, slump, I know. Trust and me. you don't wear the. <laughs> I'm in a slump. <laughs> and you don't wear I'm not wearing the headband. Trust me, my DMs are going crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like bro, wear the headband, grow it out. How did it start? How did the headband start? Uh, so we were in corn. 
quarantine over the COVID break and I was working out and my hair just, I just grew out my hair sure. and it got long enough where it was like in my face when I was working out. So I went to my little sister, Mesa, and asked if she had a headband and she gave me a headband and I kind of just rocked it and I kind of liked it. And nice. That's really how it started. For it's sure. that simple. Nothing yeah, wrong with that. Yeah, you got a trademark. It's NIL days, bro. Yeah. So I'm going to just tell you, bro, if you can do anything to yeah. get an advantage yeah. to make you stand different, do that. That's Rock fair. that headband. You feel me? Just a white guy wearing a headband. Yeah, right. So. Well, speaking of that, you're a Pistol Pete guy. Yeah. How you? How are you a Pistol Pete guy? I'm a Louisiana native. Okay. I, I met his dad, Press. Oh, yeah. Went That's to camp. That's awesome. Uh, met Pistol Pete before he passed. Yeah. Uh, how are you a Pistol Pete guy? Uh, so, like... When I was like three, we got like this VHS tape of the the movie The Pistol Birth yeah. of a Legend. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. That yeah. was my favorite. Like I watched wow. it. I watched sure. it every day. Came home from school, watched it, went out. Like yeah. that's that's how it started. And yeah, that's that's my guy. Like every day, I love him. Yeah, I would dribble out the window on, in yeah. the car. Yeah. Uh, the car. I tried to do that. Yeah. And the bike when he's dribbling. The bike. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. that. I did that. Yeah, I still yeah. did that. Like coming back from quarantine, I'd bike to like a park and shoot, and I'd. I'd be doing it. Man, so, yeah, he was when he when he tore his knee up. Okay, uh -huh. the first time, yeah. he tore his knee up that's on funny. a half court between his leg bounce pass that resulted in the dunk. Yeah, but he tore his knee up. I know, and he's laying there, and people are going nuts. I yeah, mean, he's man. Got the knee I try to tell yeah. my little brother, like, <sighs> dude was bad. Um, when, so when I was coming up high school and college. I watch on VHS Michael Jordan come fly with me. Okay. So yeah, I, sure. I know that. I know yeah. that one so too. I know what you mean, bro. Too. Like yeah. you studied. I can see yeah. it in your eyes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah a, a question that I got for you. Um, um, we didn't. You're you're one of the few of uh, one of the leaders of the team we didn't get to talk to when you guys were going through that slump mm -hmm. uh, when y'all lost um, six, six in a row. Yep. What was it like from your perspective? Like. Um, I know accountability accountability was there for yourself, but what was that time like for you? And how did you correlate that with conversation with your teammates and stuff? Yeah, well, I was, you know, I was trying to stay positive with everybody. Yeah. And, you know, it's a long season, obviously. And um, not having Kulkbrenner definitely hurt, you know, during that stretch of time. But, um, like I said, just trying to stay positive with the guys and, and you know, just trying to improve every day yeah. and try to just take a step because, uh, you know, it's a long season. Obviously, we were able to turn it around and go on a win streak there, which really helped us out. But, uh, like I said, it was just a long season. And, you know, I've been – I've been through a lot, you know, college basketball. Played a lot of college basketball in yeah. that day, so um, I know how the season gets and whatnot. So I was just trying to stay positive. Did there. you have to have times where you had to like pick up some of the guys who, like, some of the younger guys, yeah. the guys never went through that or whatever? Uh, yeah, a little bit. And you know, Fred Fred King was playing a lot yeah. of minutes where yeah. where you know he was kind of put into you know a rush hour, you might say, and, and wasn't necessarily ready for it. Yeah. But uh, you know, he made great strides along the way, yeah. and and I'm really proud of how he handled that situation. So uh, yeah. Yeah, two, sure. two games left, obviously, before you go. But yes, Madison Square Garden, yep. most famous arena in the world. The thoughts about having the opportunity to play there? It's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, you know, I'm a uh, you know big, big history guy and whatnot, yeah. so I know the history behind it and whatnot. And, mm -hmm. you know, growing up in Aurora, Nebraska, didn't necessarily ever think that, you know, I'd be able to, you know, play yeah. play in Madison Square Garden. So That's uh, crazy. I'm very excited I was one game it. away. We lost to Kentucky at – the, at the time, it was a um, CenturyLink, but we would have played. Oh, the NIT game. We would have played in oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. We would have played Luke Harrington. That was yeah. a good game. Oh, it was tight, That Kentucky bro. game was a good game. Yeah, oh. man. Yeah, that yeah, that's what's up, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, what about um, another question that I got on here is, uh, out of all the college basketball games that you've played, what's your most memorable game of all time? Oh. Or a few of them. Yeah, I mean, one of them's got to be uh, winning the Summer League 
championship yeah for sure last yeah. year with my guys i mean and, and making the ncaa tournament like for mid-major schools you know winning your conference championship is like winning the national it championship is it to is an extent, you know yeah, what I mean? no doubt. So, yeah. and everything else after that's kind of a blessing so i'd say that one and then you know this year i think you know maui was a lot of fun that arkansas game oh, man, that was was it, yeah that was fun to watch that was a lot of fun and like the atmosphere was crazy the yeah. gym was so small everyone yeah, was like sure. on top of you um so that one was a lot of fun as well do yeah you, do you think at all and i know you Normally, it's not something that would happen to you guys because you guys have been playing it for a long time. But you lose that game to Marquette, the way you lost it, the way it ended with the officials. Did it affect the Villanova game at all? You oh, think? Mm, I mean, mentally? I, yeah, you know, I'm not really one to, you know, make excuses yeah. about it. You know, we got beat. But obviously, you know, the way we lost, it was tough. And, you know, every game's a battle, obviously. But, you know, back to back games, you know, or not necessarily back to back. We lose at Providence the week before and double overtime. That was gut wrenching. And, yeah. and then losing to Marquette as well. Um, definitely, you know, I don't want to say made an impact, but you know it was definitely in the back of our minds for sure. Was it hard for you? Obviously, your your coach is his job to take over with the referees yeah. when it's a bad call like yeah. that. But how did you guys kind of regroup after the the inbound foul call? Yeah, well, unfortunately, it wasn't a lot of time left after it happened. Um, you know, officials are going to make the calls. You can't really you know do anything about it, regardless. Um, I was trying to figure out you know what's what the next move is once they sure. called once they called the foul and um you know we didn't have any timeouts left and and so trying to figure out if he makes two misses one whatever the case may be um but that that's kind of where my mind went that shot that went off at the end did you was there a contact i mean he ran up on me and bumped me but yeah. I, I figured they weren't going to call it so if you weren't it is it, it, like would you keep it real if it wasn't like if it wasn't a foul yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay real for sure yeah, yeah but he made contact yeah, with you yeah, obviously yeah. you yeah. couldn't get the shot off. yeah exactly yeah now this is something that's most important to me and i've um actually researched this just by because I'm, I'm a guy of character you mm-hmm. know i'm always trying to get better as a person and all yeah, that type sir. of stuff absolutely your faith man yeah i'm super impressed by that i appreciate like that. i i i like i think that's the the thing that made me outside of basketball gravitate towards you just as a uh, young man and all. I mean, for me, uh, I'm not sure if you know my story. I, it was cut short due to health issues playing against Nebraska, uh-huh. but it's my faith uh, in general. It's not necessarily about what has kept me going forth, but just in general, that just kept me solid as a young man. Yes, kind of talk about your faith and, like, what does that mean towards you in general? Um, at the point you are in your career, you're a yeah. senior, just everything that has happened for you thus far. Yeah, well, you know, obviously, like you said, it's a big part of, of, of who I am just growing up. You know, my parents kind of instilled that into me, and then I kind of took that over myself, you know, going into high school. But, uh, you know, just the point I'm at right now, I just think that, like, it's uh, – um, it takes a lot of pressure off me, you know, just performance based, you know, um, people talk about it one, but talk yeah. about it a lot, but I'm just like playing for an audience of one, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, regardless if I'm shooting bad or if I'm not shooting bad, right. you know, at, at the end of the day, um, I'm getting to play the game I love at a high level. And if I can impact people in a positive light, um, that's, that's really all that matters. And, uh, um, like you said, just very thankful for, for my upbringing and, and faith had a huge part of that. And, and it's continued to have a huge part you know, in my, in my journey for sure. Do you uh, feel like you need to testify? I mean, there's times where you're obviously going to be around guys who are struggling yep. and this nowadays, everybody's struggling mentally coming off of COVID and all that stuff. But do you feel sometimes that is something you should talk to your teammates about or 
classmate about? Just like faith? Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, we'll, we'll see if, you know, if if they're okay and whatnot. I don't like to, you know, push it on yeah, anybody I know, and, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, I'll definitely mention it. You know, some, some I talk to Fran all the time about it, my roommate. Yeah. Um, ask if he wants to come to church. Just little things like that to check in. But I, I never like forcing on anybody. For sure. One of the greatest things that I can tell you um, is if you just c- continue to just do what you do and be who you are, yeah. the aura of who you are, bro, yeah. people going to be like, man, why are you, so, why are you happy all the no, time? Exactly. And then it's like, hey, man. The actions. Yeah. You know, people see how you carry yourself and how you act all, yeah. all the time. And you're, you're one of the, uh, I'm not going to say the few, but how you've handled everything since we've been kind of covering you guys, you've been the same every game. Yes, sir. You don't know, uh, we don't know if you like, down in the dumps or happy you mm-hmm. just yes sir even yeah. kill man yeah, exactly and that's the leadership for yes, sure yes, man sir. so your sure, roommate's Farabella yeah I can't imagine anybody more confident than that cat he just when he plays you can I just can see me. he wearing my number yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> he just looks every time he shoots yeah. it looks like it's gonna go in yes, sir. when he gets the ball as soon as he comes in the game he's yeah. ready to shoot mm-hmm. he's just incredibly confident yeah he's very confident in his abilities and obviously you know he's been struggling shooting the ball this yeah. year as well but um you know, Doesn't stop him shooting, no, though. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, and it shouldn't. You know, yeah. we have confidence in him. We know what kind of shooter he is and whatnot. But like you said, he's a very confident guy and um, knows what he brings on the basketball court for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so. as a as a senior, um, I know uh, you try not to think about when it's all over or whatever. Do you think uh, that you put yourself in a position to get closer to your goals for the next level as you – did this journey now and you at your years at Creighton, do you think you're back in a reposition spot where you do you, do you feel like the first time you um tried to the draft yeah. versus entering entering it now? Mm-hmm. Like where do you think you're at now? I definitely think I've improved improved my stock, um, for sure. You know, obviously my numbers haven't been as good as they were last year, but obviously um, you know, I'm I'm doing things different this year. Yeah, you know, for not sure. in the Rebound, same not, not in the stuff, same role yeah. and, and things like that nature and um, you know, a big thing, you know, they talked about seeing the game translate, but a majority of that was just defensive wise. They wanted to see yeah. if I could defend, you know. For sure. Um, at at this level, mm-hmm. and, and for the most part, I think I've done a, a good job with that. And then also, you know, shooting wise, I mean, I'm I'm not shooting horrible from three, and a lot of people don't know the majority of my threes are from forty feet. So it's, I know it's not like I'm yeah. shooting right on the line. So, exactly. Um, I'm I'm happy with how the season's gone. Um, and you know, obviously, there's been ups and downs, and um, but I'm excited for this last stretch we have as yep. a team. Um, I'm really excited to hopefully you know do something and and, and put you know Creighton on the map. For sure. Last two things for me: How good of a golfer are you? I'm solid. You know, are I'm, I'm you not, the best I'm on not, the team? I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who's on the team. That means no. You you the best, bro. It's all good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm pretty confident. That take it serious. Yeah, that I mean, I golfed in high school, so technically I played three sports. Right, but I wasn't. Yeah, I I mean, I was like a a high 80s, low 90s guy. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that's that's really (laughs) it. And then the last thing that bling you got going on. See the bling. What you got going on there? Little hey, oh, yeah, look, hey, yeah. look, hey, keep doing you, it's bro. Shiny. Yeah. Uh, I got one, shiny. one more Go question ahead. for yeah. you. Who do you model your game after that's on the highest level right now? Like, who would you say you kind of play like or inspired by as uh, professional basketball players? Um, so I'd say two. I'd say Joe Ingles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. 
you know, obviously lefty, um, taller guard, not like super athletic, but yeah. but just knows how to play for sure. And then uh, probably like Luca as well, just the same no same way. Just you know, not not necessarily going to wow you with athleticism, but just understands how to use his body and pace to to play. Luca and, Magic, yeah, exactly, yeah, for sure, for sure. He's so. a confident guy here, bro. Well, yeah. he just he just named one of the top three players in the basketball. That's yeah, all. Yeah. Just, he yeah. went Joe Ingles and Luca. That's yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. Well, man, good luck. Yeah, man, we appreciate you, you coming on. Hey, for we show, appreciate man. it, man. We yeah. really do. Thank really yeah, taking the time. Uh, next week, we're going to be in New York City. I'm there. With Baylor in New York yeah. City. Yeah, I'm we'll we'll there, be down bro. there for that. Uh, follow us. We'll do pregame and postgame. Yep. Each game, as long as Trayton's there, we'll be there. We want to thank Hurt Out, of course. Always. Pat Stafford is all producing it. You know what he does for us all the time. Phil, bro, I Phil, got you. Phil McClain, Come booking on, the guests. We love yeah. that as well. Omaha Steaks, our sponsor. Never yep. a bad time to give Omaha Steaks as a gift. Yep. Don't forget that. You need to think about buying something from me. All right, guys. Thanks for being good. Reminder again, March 9th, <coughs> New York City special guest. I know we're going to turn to Creighton AD, yep. Marcus Blossom, yep. and players and coaches as well. As always, Josh, take us away. Hey, Baylor, we appreciate you. On behalf of my man, Michael Severe, my name is Josh Jones. You know how we do it. It's a Let It Fly show. A Hoodat Media Production.